Hello and welcome to the Urban Permaculture Podcast. I'm Heather with Hogs and Hens Urban Farm, and I have a really special guest today. I spoke with Rhonda Fowler from the Indiana Homesteading Conference, and she's going to tell us all about this amazing event that's coming up October 21st and 22nd, right outside of Indianapolis, Indiana. And we're going to talk about ways that you can earn some free weekend passes to experience the event for yourself. So sit back, relax, and enjoy hearing all about this exciting event that you do not want to miss out on. Hello, today I have a super special guest with us here today. I have Rhonda Fowler here and she is with the Indiana Homesteading Conference and we are so excited to have her as a guest on our show. I'm going to be speaking at the conference in just a few weeks and I wanted to get Rhonda on to tell you guys all about the exciting things that are happening at this conference. So I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell us a little bit about yourself, Rhonda. Great. Thank you so much, Heather. Yeah, I am very excited too. Um, my name is Rhonda Fowler, and I am the founder of the Indiana Homesteading Conference. Um, last year was our first year in the fall of last year, uh, so this is our second event. And this came about just, well, of course, I've been very interested in homesteading and sustainable living practices for a long time. I actually grew up in a home. Um, my mother was 94 when she passed away years a few years ago, but uh, she grew up at the tail end of the... Um, you know, the depression time period. But so I was exposed to the issues of sustainable living before it was called sustainable living, just because she had a passion for growing her own food, for canning, for um, raising animals and chickens. And, you know, we did a little butchering when I was younger and that sort of thing. So, and my dad hunted. And so we, we had a lot of varied experiences growing up. And then as I got older, uh, I did some canning and, you know, general gardening and stuff like that. But um, about a decade ago, I started getting much more interested in expanding my knowledge base. And I got very interested in, you know, making my own maple syrup and finding wild edibles and learning to just do all kinds of things. Um, I have a special interest in uh, perennial food forest. And, you know, we've developed that over the years. Um, so anyway, I... And so back in the day, <laughs> I was looking for training, you know, someplace close enough that we could go to where we could get a lot of broad experience and get introduced to a lot of different things all kind of in one um, event. And then we could pick what we liked, you know, and that sort of thing. But there wasn't anything except for many states away. And it wasn't very convenient for us to, you know, be gone for days at a time clearing another state and that sort of thing. So for years, I thought, man, I wish there was something closer to Indiana that we could go to, you know, even if it was an adjacent state or something like that. Of course, now things, there've been more recent things popped up in different places. But um, anyway, I just kind of felt like a sense of calling really about doing this because, you know, and I, I, I'm a Christian and I just, I know some people might think this seems weird, but I just felt like the Lord was asking me to do this for people to help them learn skills because, you know, I run into people all the time who they just don't know where to start. You know, they yeah. actually have an interest in this, but they're like, I don't even know what to pick. I don't know what the topics are completely about. And I had been doing classes here locally in my little nearby town uh, at the Lions Club or 
different places, like to teach people how to pressure can, because a lot of people are super afraid of that, um, or just different things, you know, gardening or whatever. And so I just felt like there were so many people that really needed exposure to a wide variety of topics in a way that they could get to it. And, you know, anyway, and, and something fun too, I guess. <laughs> so anyway, I felt really like something for a long time, really, that, that I wanted to do because I felt like the Lord was wanting me to do it. And last year, finally, I just felt like it was time to do it. Um, so anyway, that was kind of the backstory of how it all started, but, um, I'm so excited about not only the skills, but one thing that we really emphasize a lot with the conference is building community in your yes. local area and to connect with people in your County close enough that you can actually, you know, live locally with and, learn to, you know, you know, you can't do everything, you know, but like there's a guy down the road here from us that raises honeybees. So we buy honey from him. You know, there's another person that cuts firewood. And, and so we, we've developed all these relationships with people and it's super fun. <laughs> and last year after the conference, um, one of the gals, we, we, one of the things we emphasize is regional community breakouts during mm -hmm. our uh, conference. So on the Saturday, we have an extended lunch hour and we have meetups uh, divide. The state is divided in different sections. Um, and then of course, people are coming from adjacent states as well. So, you know, like some people from Ohio would like connect me. with the, <laughs> the, yeah, the closest, you know, region to them. So people can start like connecting. So like last year when we did this, one of the gals in my region came back and started a Facebook group that was based in our County. And we have about 200 people already in our county, wow. uh, in our homesteading group. And we are doing quarterly meetups. You know, we already did like a wild edibles walk. We did uh, a seed swap and a gardening focused event. Wow. I did a, you know, pressure canning class. So, and I'm meeting tons of people just like that aren't far away from us at all. And, you know, like one person has a dairy cow, you know, <laughs> and I, yeah. I propagate plants, uh, food, um, perennial food crop plants. And so like sure. I've shared tons of like elderberry plants with people or hardy kiwi berry plants. And um, so anyway, it's just super fun. I guess my point is, you know, building community, local community is a big aspect of what we're super passionate about at the Indiana Homesteading Conference. Definitely. Like in our area, I can't have a dairy cow or any cows at all because we live in town. I'm an urban farmer. And yeah. so we, yeah, so we participate in a herd share. Um, so we pay for a portion of a cow and then we can get raw cow's milk from them. And then in return, I can trade with them and give them some, you know, some of our fresh vegetables or some eggs and things like that. So it works out really well having that sense of community. That's one of the things that I loved most about this. When I, when I heard about the event, it was I was all in. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm so excited to have you involved. I really am. You know what? I'm telling you, I have met the most amazing people since I've been doing this. Like, there's so many neat, like, really good character type people, salt of the yeah. earth, like, hardworking people, and just, and like-minded as far as, like, really you know, they gear their lives around growing food and 
I don't know. I'll tell you what, I've just met the coolest people. And if people get involved in this conference and, you know, kind of start developing those connections, I think they'll really like it. That's one of the things about homesteading and about events like this. It really brings people together. I know myself, I am super excited to get to meet some of these folks. I've talked to a lot of them online and I've listened to a lot of them, you know, their podcasts or read their blogs and things. Mm -hmm. And now to get to meet them in person, I, I feel like I'm a little fangirl. I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. I know. Cause uh, you know, and, and like I was talking about like local community folks and, and all that, but you know, we're going to have Joel Salatin and um, pork sorry, rind oh and is... Sean and Beth Doherty and uh, Hunter Smith was the punter for the, in, in the NFL with the Colts. Yeah. And he has become a um, homesteader farmer. So he has um, um, agreed to come and speak as well, which is super fun. So we got lots of really cool people and people like yourself, you know, we have 49 different topics. So we've got probably, I don't know, 40 or 45 different speakers that are out there doing the work, like really amazing people that are experienced and have a lot to offer. So we're really excited about partnering up with them. It's very exciting. And the one thing I really liked when I was looking at the lineup, the, the amount of diversity, there are so many topics because a lot of times you see these events or you'll see these online classes pop up, but they're always around the same five or six topics within homesteading. And mm -hmm. that's, those are great topics, you know, but you guys have such a broad spectrum of topics that you've arranged for this group. And I am so excited. Um, do you want to talk about some of the um, breakout sessions that are available? Yes. You know what? I should have like had the, them printed up because I'll probably forget what <laughs> a lot of them, but okay. So I'll just try to work from memory. Uh, of course we have Joel Salatin talking about a lot of his, um, you know, he has so many topics that he can speak like with such in-depth knowledge about. Um, but he has a new book coming out called Homestead Tsunami. So I know he's going to talk some about that. Um, and of course, he's um, Joel is doing also an intensive workshop um, around uh, poultry processing where people actually get to do their own birds. They actually get to butcher their own birds. Um, we've got uh, another workshop. Now that's an add-on ticket that doesn't come with the regular conference. So just to clarify on that, I'll go ahead and talk about those though, before I get started on the general topics, but we have a, uh, workshop on butchering rabbits. So you mm -hmm. actually get to butcher your own rabbit. And so it's a really in-depth training. We have a class on, um, um, medicinal herbs and using them in what's called oxymels, which is uh, the vinegars, the uh, nutritional and medicinal vinegars. And you actually get to make some and take them home with you. Aquaponics. Uh, I'm super and, oh, yes. Aquaponics. I know. And, you know, yes, that's going to be super fun. Um, we also have uh, how to make your own maple syrup. Um, not from a commercial standpoint, but from just a backyard family, you know, standpoint, uh, we have somebody talking about raising quail, um, urban homesteading, um, different types of regenerative uh, gardening methods, like how to build your soil. Um, we have, of course, raising poultry. Uh, we have dairy goat uh, focused training. Um 
I'm oh excited about the solar power basics class. Yes, that's right. I, you know, we, a lot of times in, um, in permaculture, you hear a lot about solar power, but to understand how it works and the ins and outs, what to look for, what kind of a system works to have a class that's got that kind of information is, is invaluable information. Yes, absolutely. We also have classes on food preservation. So there's like a canning class. Um, there's a dehydrating class. Um, there's long-term food storage class. Um, freeze drying class. Um, we've got composting. also, yes, worm composting. That's exciting. That stuff's great. That's like black gold. It um, is. And you mm -hmm. hear about it, but there's not a lot of education about it. There are a few YouTube videos that I found, but there's not a lot of classes that are available to really teach you. And I won't lie, the first two times we tried worm composting, I killed all of my worms. Oh, no. <laughs> well, so the first time we did it, they ended up getting dry in the, the box that we had. And mm -hmm. the second time we used a cooler because we were told that would help to keep them insulated and keep it from drying out. And I, we're pretty sure we cooked them because oh, they no. eat. Yeah. So we're on round three of our worm composting <laughs> method. Yeah. You know, I'll be doing um, that one. Yeah. The, um, the thing that I just, I really like about doing an in-person thing like this. Now, uh, the YouTube videos are amazing and I've used them to learn a lot of skills. I really have. Yeah. But if you're in person, well, for one thing, there's the community building aspect. But secondly, you can actually talk to a real human and ask questions because, you know, after the um, presentations are over, you know, you can actually talk to the speakers and we're going to have some of the speakers are going to have um, a uh, table in the vendor hall if they have items that they can sell and so forth. But they're also going to show up down there every so often. We're going to ask speakers if they have time to come down after their session because we have a little area with a round table so we can sit down and talk and stuff like that set up. Um, so that'll be kind of fun too because you can touch base with them later. And I know that Sean and Beth Doherty um, and Porkrine and Joel are going to be visiting every now and then a, uh, we have a special tent set up for them, the three of them. So they don't clog up the areas in the other <laughs> and the vendor hall and stuff. Cause I think their lines might get long, but um, cause they're going to have their books there and stuff like that. Joel, uh, we're selling a, a lot of Joel's books at our uh, conference table mm -hmm. for him. And we're going to do a book signing with him too. But um, at any rate, you can talk to them in person and ask questions which is really invaluable, I think. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to actually have a, a, a table set up at the vendor event too. Um, yes. I'm going to have a few things to sell, but it's not a lot. Most of all, I've got a bunch of principles and just resources that I'm going to have available for folks. So when yeah. they want to come over and chit chat about some of the things we've done, that's what I'm doing. And it yeah. sounds like there's a few others that are going to be doing something similar. And again, you Several. don't get that. You, you just don't mm -hmm. get that with an online course or with a YouTube video, but having that in-person human connection, you know, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It is. And too, like one thing I feel like our mission part of our mission is that we want to be kind of almost like a hub or like a um a venue that provides like a wide variety of things and it encourages people 
like, hey, we're going to introduce you to these topics so that you can pick, you have plenty to pick from so that you can have exposure to a lot of different topics in one big fun weekend. And then you can pick and choose like, hey, you know, I, I was exposed enough to that and I got to ask my questions. I'll pick these three or four things to really focus on this year. So it's kind of like a you know, a clearinghouse or like a a, a a situation that we bring out so many things together all at once. In addition to the speaker sessions, we're going to have all the sponsors and the vendors and all of that. And that will help people also to have exposure to all the variety, not all the variety, but a large variety of different resources that they have available to them yeah. that they wouldn't normally even kind of be aware of. Like, you know, things that, you know, if you see it, you're like, oh, I didn't know that you could buy this kind of a gadget to help with my fermenting, which by the way, we're having a fermenting class too, by somebody super experienced. He has been in the fermenting world for decades and he's really amazing. I mean, I I've heard so many positive things about him. So he's very knowledgeable. I'm excited. I've only done vinegar and kombucha so far, so I'm really mm -hmm. excited to learn more about it. I want to try sauerkraut so bad, but I'm so afraid of it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just the sheer number of speakers. I mean, the fact that you have over 50 different unique topics that are going to be presented mm -hmm. and you have a variety of, you know, you have some of the big name speakers, but then you have local folks who are just sharing their expertise. So if somebody's a little intimidated to talk to a celebrity, you have the option of talking to, you know, your neighbor down the street or a couple of counties away. Yeah. That's a absolutely. beautiful thing. Yeah. It is. Um, now, Saturday night, we've got the Hog Roast and Hoot Nanny going on. So, oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. So tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Well, it's going to be very fun. We have got um, Overgrown Pastures is who is doing the hogs. And um, they're, you know, he, he's actually a trained chef. He They, they do an amazing job. Uh, they're actually going to have hogs, you know, like uh, real hogs there. <laughs> so that'll be super fun. And so they'll be cooking in the pig box all day. So if you don't buy your tickets ahead of time, you're going to be really hungry. <laughs> so... Yeah. Um, and, and those do have to be purchased in advance so that we plan for how many people and so forth. But, um, we are also going to have a band there. Um, the, uh, backwoods bluegrass band, Yay. they're kind of a folky bluegrass group that they're super fun, super fun. Yeah. So I'm excited about them. Uh, we also are going to have food trucks on campus for, um, Saturday and Sunday through the day. So people can eat at food trucks. Uh, we'll have a little snack bar that, just so you can get your coffee and water and stuff like that in the big sponsor building. Um, in addition, other fun family things, which um, I think I, I just want to make it nice for families and, you know, not just the learning, but kind of some extra fun things to make it more of an experience Yeah. or, you know, like um, something that, um, you know, your kids will remember and stuff too. So anyway, we have got um, a uh, little kids carnival that has a bouncy house in it that has uh, face painters, uh, balloon animals, games, um, just lots of fun stuff in there. And we're going to have live animals on campus and they'll be in the kids carnival. 
so but the, you'll be able to see the animals from the outside of the kids carnival or inside the kids carnival the kids carnival is an extra ticket it's not very expensive but uh you know we had to hire people to come in to kind of run that and to do sure. all the face painting and do all the balloon animals and everything like that and the bouncy house and all that so um, there, that is an extra ticket, but it's not very expensive. I think it's like $6 for one day and $10 for the whole weekend. And it's as much as you need to want to come in and out, but it helps, will help the kids get their energy out, you know? Absolutely. And, yeah. and what a great way to get the kids excited about homesteading and all of the things related to homesteading. You know, yeah. let me bring you to this carnival where there's a bouncy house and face painting yeah. and mom's yeah. going to go learn some stuff and dad's going to go over there and learn some stuff and then yeah. play in the bounce house. Yeah. Well, there is, there uh, are also a uh, junior homesteader classes uh, for ages five to 12. And um, there are two uh, sessions per day. So instead of the five sessions, like the adults get, they just get the two sessions. Now with that, you actually drop your child off and, and they stay there nice. with the teachers that are doing the class and you just sign them in and, and all that. And, uh, with the kids carnival though, they have to be accompanied by an adult. Nice. And how long are the classes for the junior homesteaders? They're an hour each, each time slot, just like the Perfect. adults. So when the adults are in those two sessions, it'll be the kids time slot as well. Perfect. That's a really good opportunity for mom and dad to get some uninterrupted time too, to walk yes. around and speak with the vendors and, and look at things without having little hands wanting all the things. <laughs> yeah. So even though it's not all day, you know, at least it's like, it's the session right before lunch. And then there's the lunch break and then it's the session right after lunch. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far, yeah, as far as other things that are kind of fun that for the family, we've got uh, the mother earth news bookstore is going to be on site and they'll have a 6,000 square foot store set up. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, I, already told Bob, I told Bob, I was like, okay, so we need to be saving up because I'm going to probably spend all of our money on books. Just so I know. <laughs> well, you know, and I actually put on our website, I, I said, you guys should really plan on bringing extra money and, and doing some of your Christmas shopping at the Indiana Homesteading Conference. I'm serious. Truly. We have some fun vendors in the vendor hall that are going to have uh, handmade metalworks, handmade woodworks, um, all sorts of things. In addition to all the IHC merch, we are going to have some really fun hats and sweatshirts and t-shirts and cups and, you know, just all kinds of fun things. Um, so yeah, people should plan on, you know, bringing plenty of uh, Christmas spending money. In addition, we have a very cool um, uh, raffle going on so they can people are going to buy raffle tickets last year they loved that i was kind of surprised you know how much people did that um but we've got uh like very nice items and we also have a silent auction um on some of the bigger ticket items so we've got a one of the new uh colored uh, all american canners valued at $500 in our um in our silent auction. In oh addition, goodness. Grain Makers Mills donated two of their hand mills worth $350 a piece. Oh my gosh. For this silent auction. Yeah. Um, 
In addition, we've got uh, Denali sent us a nice big food dehydrator wow. uh, for the silent auction. And we're also getting one of the three-piece Logox, um, um, oh shoot, what do you call it? You know, for, for processing wood, uh, forestry biochar. kit. What? We're doing biochar? No, no, for um, just handling logs and stuff. It's a oh, big... Oh. It's a big uh, tool called the Logox, and it's a three, it does three different things, uh, gotcha. but it's basically for picking up logs and and, and all of that. But that gotcha. unit is, you know, very valuable as well. At any rate, um, I think we've got like over 30 different items just in our raffle. So we have a canner in our raffle in addition to the All-American one. And the, um, uh, anyway... Uh, we've got so many cool things. Yeah. It, people should go to our website and just look at all of the, the raffle items that we're going to have. So that's a fu fun thing. People enjoyed that last year. Well, and last year you guys sold out of tickets too. Yes, right? we did. Yeah, yeah. we did. Mm -hmm. So folks so really need to get year, on it. <laughs> yes. Uh, hopefully so. Now this, this one, uh, this um, facility we're at this year is much larger uh, which, by the way, I guess I didn't mention that. Uh, the event will be on October 21st and 22nd at the Marion County Fairgrounds, which is just outside 465 on the east side of Indianapolis. So it's not it's not the Indiana State Fairgrounds that's downtown. It's the one that's outside of the city just a little bit mm -hmm. uh, on the east side of Indy. Right. But yeah, but I... They, I I've been seeing lots of people talking about it. There's been a lot of chatter about it. So folks, yeah. if you are wanting to go to this event, you do not want to miss your chance. Like she said, we've got Joel Salatin speaking. We've got Shauna Beth Doherty, Pork Ryan, you know, Hunter Smith. There's a lot of speakers that are going to be there. And this is a one-time opportunity to get a really inexpensive ticket to see these folks. Because yes. a lot of the events that have these folks speaking, the, the tickets are, are quite pricey. And this is not at all expensive yeah and we're even covering the parking for people and for us you know uh, the parking actually the fairgrounds charges us five dollars per day per car so wow. uh for you know for some people that's ten dollars for the weekend you know for the parking so um you know that that's very reasonable for the tickets for the price that we're offering them at yeah, yeah. and the um the workshops are reasonably priced as well. Now, one thing I just realized I probably need to tell people is Joel Salatin's uh, poultry processing workshop where you actually get to process your own chicken and everything. That is sold out. That one is sold out. Yep. Well, it's it's a pretty popular class. I imagine the rabbit class is going to be selling out soon too because I yes. know there's a lot of folks getting interested in rabbitry. Yes, absolutely. They're a great protein source and they provide amazing fertilizer for your garden. So they, and they, you can grow them in, you know, without a lot of noise. They don't take up a lot of space. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Well, and you can camp on campus there as well too. So you oh, don't yeah, have to thanks. pay for a hotel, right? Yeah. Thanks for mentioning that. Yes. The fairgrounds uh, will be handling all the uh, rentals for the RVs. But we have 70 RV camping spots on campus. The campus is 120 something acres. So there's plenty of space on campus. It's all fenced and gated. 
So it's not just open, you know, to anybody coming on campus. Um, but like I said, there's 70 camping spots. They're very reasonably priced that have water and electric hookup. They don't have the sewage, but it's only $50 for the first night. And any additional nights are only $25 a night. Yeah. So some people are coming like for three or four days, you know, so they can be there, you know, early. <laughs> so, um, but that's, that's very reasonably priced. And then we also have primitive tent camping if people actually want to do that. And that's only 12, uh, $25 a night. Yep. And I think they charge half for the second night for that as well. Mm -hmm. I know for us, they told us that, you know, we had to call in and make our reservations. It was really simple. And he said that they'd get us into the matrix. And then when we get there, we'll just pay when we arrive. So that gives you time to come up with the funds. I know budgets are tight for some, so that's yeah. something that you can pay for when you get there. So if you get your tickets now in three weeks, when you get there, if you would decide to camp, you can make that choice then. Yeah. So that was good to know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There are plenty of hotels in the area within, you know, five, 10 minutes um, on our website. There is a list of just a few. There's only one that we actually did a um, reduced rate with. A lot of them wanted us to buy like tons of, you know, uh, rooms ourselves and coordinate that. And that we just weren't really up for that. But um, so there's one that we have a, um, a conference rate on the rest of them. We just kind of listed a few different types in the area, but there are a ton of hotels that are, you know, at least four stars and above in the, within a very close area. Right. Well, and being right there off of 465, which is right off of 65, it's really mm -hmm. easy to get there no matter which direction you're coming. I mean, we'll be coming from Ohio and it's a straight shot up 70 to 465. I mean, it's, it's really easy to get there. It's not like you're driving all over creation trying to find it either. Yeah, it is very convenient, actually. It's right off of 465. It's just south of 70 and 74. And then, like you said, coming up from the south, from the Louisville area, if you bring 65, you, you catch 465 and it's just right up the road. Uh, yeah, so there's lots of easy access with a, a number from uh, all different directions. Absolutely. Um, and you guys are selling t-shirts as well ahead of time, right? Yes, we uh, on our uh, the ticket ticket leap page where our tickets are. Uh, we have pre-orders on a variety of different T-shirts uh, that we'll also have those at the conference. Uh, but we'll also have tons of additional merch, you know, available besides the T-shirts there. But uh, yeah, you can go ahead and get that there. And then, um, like you mentioned, the hog roast and hoot nannies on there, uh, um, and kids tickets and all all that's on ticket leap. Right. And it's convenient because you can add them to like your Apple wallet or your Google wallet and you don't need paper tickets, right? You can just use the digital ticket. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, ticket Leap will send you an email with a link to your tickets so you can access them at any time, uh, which when people get there, they'll just show their barcode and it'll get be scanned um, when they come on the property. And then um, each of those tickets, when you stop it at the check-in booth, um, that ticket will convert to a wristband that's color coded to the ticket type that you have. So, uh, and it's one of those like heavy duty ones, like you get when you check in at the hospital where, you know, you can take a shower with them and everything and they, they stay on you. So, um, but e each of the ticket types has a certain wristband so that people know, like, 
you know, if you're going to go into the speaker sessions, you've got a certain type. If you're going to, the kids are going to go into the kids carnival, they've got a certain color like that. Very exciting. And, you know, Rhonda has been very generous with the Indiana Homesteading Conference, and she has partnered with us to give away two tickets for you to get a chance to go to the conference. But first, if somebody wants to go, how do they get their tickets? They, um, well, there's on our website, there's a page on the tickets and it tells you all the information about all the different ticket types. Um, and then that gives you a more in-depth listing of what all's included and so forth. But if you just want to go straight to Ticket Leap and you know what kind of ticket you want, they're all listed on Ticket Leap. So if you go to Ticket Leap and you just type in our event, Indiana Homesteading Conference, uh, you'll see our page and you can purchase your tickets there. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, we are going to give away two tickets to two one weekend passes. Yep, yep. That is a it's weekend pass. That's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you and a guest can come to the event and get to check out all of the things we've talked about today. Now, keep in mind, again, the Hog Roast and Hoot Nanny is going to be a separate ticket. And as Rhonda spoke about some of the breakout sessions like the rabbit processing class um, and the kids carnival area, those are additional purchases that you would need to make. But your mm -hmm. weekend pass to get into the breakout sessions and um, the event itself are going to be included. And you can do that by going to our Facebook page, that's Hogs and Hens Urban Farm. Um, and there is going to be a question pinned to the top and it is what is the homesteading um, subject that you are most interested in learning about at the conference? And mm -hmm. so you'll comment in that and tell us what you're interested in. And I will pick a random generator um, to put those names in and everybody who comments is going to get a chance. I will reach out to you and connect and we'll get your tickets uh, squared away for you. So that is something awesome that is coming to you courtesy of Rhonda and the Indiana Homesteading Conference. Yeah, that's exciting. I, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to doing that. And actually, we really like getting that input because we actually use that for next year to assess what people are most interested in. Right. And it's great for me to know too, because it helps me to get an idea of what you guys want to hear about as well on my show. So it's twofold. So if you have multiple, um, multiple topics that you want to hear about, that's great. I'm only going to give each person one entrance just to make it as fair as possible, because I don't want people to be just commenting for extra chances. I want your genuine feedback because that helps Rhonda and that helps me. Um, so check out Hogs and Hens Urban Farm on Facebook and make sure you leave a comment um, on the topic asking what you want to hear about the most and hopefully you get a, your chance to go check out the conference for yourself is there anything else that you want to add today Rhonda well the only thing I'm thinking of is just I guess inspiration to the people out there who are wanting to learn because one thing that we talk about a lot is to just start where you are and just start learning, you know, and find out what you're, what you like and, and don't get overwhelmed because a lot of people who get interested <laughs> in homesteading, you know, they, they try to do so many things all at once. They can get discouraged, but you know, uh, one thing I love about what you're doing, Heather is like talking to people about urban homesteading, because a lot of people, they, they, 
cause a big roadblock for themselves because they think, oh, you know, one of these days I'll buy 40 acres in the country and then I'll be a homesteader. But in reality, you can grow so much food in small spaces. Like we're going to have a class on microgreens, you know, and with one rack, you can grow so much food with just microgreens. And that's mm -hmm. just one thing you can do. So it was interesting. We um, There's a, a video we saw years ago, the DeVray's family. Uh, they were in California. Yes. Have you seen that video? It's inspiring. It's insane. They grew their entire food supply right there on their tiny, tiny property. It was a tenth of an acre in the city. Now they, they were in California, so they had a little more temp better climate than we do extended growing season and so forth. But you know, there's a lot of things people can do to extend their growing season here. If you grow, grow under double cover, you can extend your, uh, your growing season so significantly. It's like you live a thousand miles South. Um, so there's things people can do. They don't realize, but this family grew on a 10th of an acre one year it was four adults. So um, they grew, they, they tried like to grow as focused as possible and everything. So they did a test to see how many pounds of food they could grow. They grew 7,000 pounds of food on a 10th of an acre. Yeah. And a crazy. lot of people, you know, have no idea. So I guess I'm just want to leave people with this to get excited and learn and don't get roadblocks for yourself that make you think, Oh, I can't do anything until I move to the country on 40 acres, because there's way too much that you can do starting where you are. Absolutely. You know, we started out, our house was originally a row house. So there were five houses that are long and skinny and they were stacked side by side with about eight inches of gap between each of the houses. Wow. Yeah. Over the years, the other houses that were in our row of row houses all have gotten either burned down or torn down and lost to the years. And so there was all this vacant space. So when Bob, which is my husband, when he originally bought our home, he bought the, the house that our, the lot that our house sits on and then the lot beside it. And that was just yard space, basically. Mm -hmm. but the rest of it was just sitting vacant. Well, now we have all of that as growing space available to us. And instead of it just being, you know, land that was going to waste and it was just overgrown with weeds and shrubbery and just mm -hmm. nothing. Now it is super productive. We've got, you know, berries and fruits and nut trees over there and it's doing its thing. And mm -hmm. we started super small. We started with a raised garden box. It, it literally was smaller than my kitchen table. We had six pepper plants and three tomato plants in it. And the squirrels ate every last one of them. They clipped peppers and tomato <laughs> plants off at the ground. I had stems that were about an inch and a half tall sticking out of the dirt. And I got really sad and discouraged. And the next year I was like, if I'm going to do this, we're going all in. And my husband was like, you know what, let's do this. And so we started our farm in, well, we really started the cultivating and, and getting things ready in March of that year. We got married in July of that year. And... <laughs> We have 16 raised beds that are three feet wide by nine foot long with 18 inches in between them, which is the exact spacing of my wheelbarrow legs. Wow. <laughs> so it is very intensely planted. And then we have fruit trees and elderberries and blueberries, raspberries, blackberries, all the things, but it was super intensely planted. And in one year, last year, um, our roommate from February, I'm sorry, from April until November the only groceries she bought were three bottles of ranch dressing. That's it. She oh my goodness. From our yard. 
<laughs> lost, I, I think she's, it's either 30 or 40 pounds she lost from April to November. Wow. Eating an organic, you know, whole foods, non-GMO diet of fresh fruits mm-hmm. and veggies from our yard. Um, we travel a lot for work, so we weren't there either. And we had some leftover pork and chicken from our wedding that we had frozen. So she did eat a little bit of that to supplement with some extra protein, but she exclusively ate from our yard and we were able to successfully feed an entire adult from our yard for six months, our very first year. So I say that not to brag about what we accomplished, but to say I'm gone 250 days of the year. I'm at my home less, usually less than a hundred days out of the year. And most of those are November through March. Wow. We were able to do that. So if we can do all of these things with that and you work a nine to five job at home, you can definitely do what we're doing for sure. Absolutely. I mean, we have, there are canning jars stashed with food all over our house. (laughs) (laughs) People can laugh. I, you know, currently our pantry is getting converted. It was a laundry room. It's getting converted to a pantry. So my pantry is an old China hutch. So (laughs) when it's full, it's full, right? So if you look underneath my couch, you're going to find trays. Yeah. You know, closet, that's where you're going to find my green beans. Well, that's what a homesteader kind of needs to do because, you know, you do end up kind of acquiring, you know, if you do preserve food, right, you end up uh, having things like that. You need to find creative solutions for how to store things. So, um, but, you know, I love this because I I just really do want to encourage people. That's part of this whole thing is encouraging people that you can do this. And in reality, it, it does take a little bit of a change of the way that you look at things <laughs> in your life or how you spend your time and things like that. But the thing is, is it really gets so rewarding. Like when you grow food that you know isn't like lab grown, weird concoctions of who knows what's in the grocery store these days. No pink uh, in our household. <laughs> <laughs> and so Another thing I tell people was, you know, just again, start where you're at. And, and it's not even about like, you know, being completely vegan and living off Mm -hmm. the grid or anything, just start moving forward, you know, like, you know, and I know I'm like this. I mean, I still need to like to eat my candy and stuff, unfortunately, but, uh, and that's crap food. Like it's not good for you. I still like it. But, you know, so I don't know if I'm ever going to be the person that's like completely top notch, like healthy and stuff, but at least like I grow my own tomatoes, I grow my own green beans, I grow, you know, so I am putting like real healthy food into my body and, you know, I grow my elderberries and I make elderberry tincture and I do, you know, so even if you can't do everything, just do what you can do, you know, and start increasing the amount of things that you take in that aren't artificial and, uh, you know, you're going to be on your way, right? Like, I, I think people, you know, they start getting overwhelmed if they think about like, I have to do everything I got to, you know, live off the grid and never eat at the grocery store again. But um, just start moving in a positive direction and, and do what you can do. Right. I mean, we've been homesteading now. This is our I guess we're going into our third year. November starts the beginning of year three for us and officially homesteading. I should say we've been doing a lot of these things, you know, for a while, but 
it's funny to me because I make a lot of our own herbal medicines and I make Mm -hmm. a lot of tinctures and salves and different things. And what started out as a bunch of my friends and family members, you know, picking on me and laughing at me for using my, they call it weed juice uh, (laughs) because I, you know, because I'm using the the juice of these weeds as they see them. (laughs) But it's funny now to me because here we are flash forward a few years and I, you know, I get phone calls all the time. Like, Hey, do you have any of that one salve that you gave me? I've got a headache that just won't go away. And you gave me that cream and my headache went away. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's a peppermint salve. <laughs> yes. I have yeah. some of that. And they're like, can I get some of it? <laughs> and like, right now I'm talking to you. I'm in Georgia. I'm in South Georgia. <laughs> and it's like, well, um, I'll be home on this day, but I can teach you how to make it yourself. <laughs> it's kind of that give a man a fish, you'll feed him for a day, teach a man to fish and you'll feed him for life. And that's the great thing about yeah. this conference is, you know, you're teaching a man to fish. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, one thing I think that is important to me kind of coming back around to just my faith and stuff, I feel like God kind of created things in a way that he gave us like what we needed. And we've in our societies, like we've moved so far away with like even understanding that or connecting to God's ways. And like he gave us these things to make salves that are completely natural and they build your body up instead of tearing your body down. But we've moved away from that. And, you know, historically, a lot of people, humans have like known that, like they grew up with that knowledge of like, okay. And even like American Indians, especially like they knew how to use things just in their environment that grew naturally for free, Mm -hmm. you know, that just out in your yard, people have no idea how many things are, are edible and medicinal. I mean, you got to know what you're eating. You don't want to just go eat eat anything because some things are poison, (laughs) but um, there's so many things out there. And if we reconnect to some of those things, I think we're going to be built up in our, our, our body, our soul and our spirit, just reconnecting to real things that, you know, in abundance were given to us really for free. And we've lost connection with those real things, you know, and I, I, I'm passionate about seeing people reconnect, you know, to what's real and, and builds them up. I'm loving it because my son, I'll be really honest here. My son has a video game addiction. He truly is 100% addicted to video games. Uh And it blows my mind. This, this kid who wants nothing more than to stare at a screen all day, every day. If I say, Hey, I'm going to go out and feed the chickens. He almost flies. You would swear that he has wings as fast as he darts out of that chair. And he's like, Oh, I want to do it. He gets so excited to get out there in the coop. And then once I get him outside into the coop and it's like, well, do you want to help me look around and see if there's any tomatoes to pick? And he's like, yeah, where's the basket? And, you know, he, he's so fired up about this. And that is a starch contrast to, to what Mm -hmm. he is like most of the time. But for Mm -hmm. me, homesteading for him has given me back a version of him that I wasn't sure I'd see again, to be really honest. And it's, it blows my mind how excited he gets about it. And you know what? I have a friend and I love her to death. My friend Kayla, every time she comes over, she asks me, have you picked up the chicken's eggs yet? And I said, no, you're coming over. So I left the eggs out there because I know you'd want to get them. She grabs Mm -hmm. the basket and she goes, you can watch her have a whole new spring in her step because Mm -hmm. it's not something she gets to do every day. She doesn't have chickens at her house. So to go out there and go hunting and foraging for farm fresh eggs, she gets super excited about it. And that's what I'm excited about this conference is to get those people like that who 
don't already have a homestead but are interested or curious about it and just mm -hmm. watch their eyes wide open and that that big swell in their heart when they see all the neat things that are possible yeah absolutely yeah I am so excited. Well, Rhonda, I know we've been on the, on the phone here for almost an hour now, so I'm going to let you get back to your day. But I want to thank you so, so much for being on the show with me today. And I want to remind everybody that the conference dates are October 21st through 23rd, yes. correct? Yep. And 21st and 22nd. Yeah. 21st and 22nd, excuse me. Uh -huh. We're staying through the 23rd. That's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can get those tickets online and it's indianahomestartingconference.com. Yes. And you can also find them on Facebook and there are links all over on there to get things as well. You can see a full list of all of the speakers, the breakout sessions, and you can uh, sign up for your tickets all through the website. So make sure you do that. Make sure you go uh, give them a like on Facebook so that you can stay in the know on what's going on with the events and so that you can stay up to date with next year's event because as popular as this is, I guarantee this is going to happen again. I can see the smile in your eyes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm super excited. Thank you so much. And uh, tune in next week for more fun information. Thanks, Heather. Bye now. Bye.